0: Welcome to Breakout, your number one NFL fantasy podcast from Down Under. Stats, analysis, and all you need to dominate your NFL fantasy season. Alright, welcome to Breakout, your go-to resource for NFL fantasy in Australia. It's Thursday here in Oz, and that means it is time for the matchup show. We've got week 10 ahead of us this week. Of course, joining me as every week, Mark Ringretzky. Mark, how are you doing today?
1: Joel, I'm feeling just a bit lost at the moment, a bit flat. I uh, can't multitask. I got a few points back this week against you, but then my fantasy team is doing shocking. The Giants are up. I don't know what's going on. What is it, Joel?
0: (laughs) It was a weird week, wasn't it? There was, uh, well, I'll tell you what, like the, uh, we were talking a little bit about the RB golf before the episode tonight and the... uh, so what, if you didn't have one of the top two running backs from uh, this past week, then you probably uh, weren't too happy with it, were you? There was nothing out there. It was like the Sahara Desert, mate. Should have been in the Simpson. You go from uh, Cook, who put up the, the biggest score on the week at 38.2. McCaffrey putting up 32.1. And then the golf drops down to 15.9. We don't even have a 20s. There's no one in their 20s at all.
1: What's going on? Can someone speak to the coaches and get some goal line touches
0: for someone? Right. Absolutely. I mean, there's some weird guys in the in the top 10 here. You're talking about Kalen Bellage at the Chargers. Jarek I mean, McKinnon did pretty well at the 49ers. Burkhead. Wayne Gorman. Like, Burkhead. Are we, these are top 10. These are above players like Kamara, Jacobs, Gurley. Yeah, well. Another week. I guess we just don't know, do we? Especially
1: at the moment. And they're all committee guys too. Like, are you going to bank on anyone doing them next week? Like, we just don't know, do we?
0: No, we don't. But we can guess. We can guess, Mark. And we can, uh, we can forecast about the week ahead. And that's exactly what we're going to do tonight, isn't it?
1: That's what we're going to do, mate. What we're going to do is we're going to look at each position. We're going to try and find the uh, non-obvious pick. So maybe pick up some of those guys that we just talked about. So look at that RB2, WR2 range and some streaming options at tight end and defense. And Joel, I talked about it before. I gained a few points. What's the system we've got?
0: You did, you did. We've got a a scoring system. So every week at each position, Mark and I pick our uh, player of the week. And um, quite often they're guys that uh, might be available on the waiver or like not a bad, you know, at the moment. Your last week of trading, by the way, guys, go and trade out. Um, And uh, our two players go head to head. Uh, the player that scores more than myself or Mark gets the point. And uh, as long as the QBs are putting up more than 20 and the running backs, wide receivers and tight ends are putting up more than 10 and the defenses are putting up more than eight points on the week, no scrubs here, then we get the point. So we'll go through that segment by segment. We may as well get straight into the running backs. Mark, we, uh, how did we go last week? Mate, uh, I had
1: big tickets on Chase. He got double digits, though. Just snuck me in for the win. 10.3. Nail-biter. And you had old Damon Harris.
0: Yep, only the uh, 7.1 on the week. So you've, uh, you've leveled it up there. We're four all on running backs on the season now, Mark. The other decent name we gave you uh, last week, and we said start Jerry McKinnon. And uh, as I just said, he's a top 10 running back this week with 14.3 points. So I suppose you'll take that, won't you? hundred percent. And we just didn't know if he gets,
1: like we predicted that he would start, but what was going on with Shanahan not playing him earlier? He's a stud running back.
0: He is. He is indeed. Very flexible. That's what we like. Why don't we kick it off with this week's matchups. Let's, um, let's, let's hear your first one, Mark. What do you got?
1: Mate, a guy that you've got big raps on Antonio Gibson. So the Washington team, actually not as bad as what we probably thought they would be this year, but Detroit are shocking against the run. They're giving up 134 yards average on the ground and then 51 yards in the air, so almost 200 yards per game to so running backs. Gibson does both. I reckon he'll play. I reckon you could even start someone that you will talk about. But mate, Alex Smith likes to dunk as well. This is a shoe in. I reckon.
0: Yeah, let's like back this straight up into my first guy. He's also a Washington running back. So we got both of the rush, you know, the Washington running backs on the list today. J.D. McKissick. He literally just had a 14-target, nine-reception game as a running back. He's now had six-plus receptions in four of his last five games, and the Lions have given up three receiving touchdowns to running backs in the last two weeks. So it's going to be McKissick. It's going to be Gibson. They're probably both going to do pretty well this week. And as, like
1: you love Gibson as the big high-end uh, ceiling guy, but I reckon McKishik, like he's got
0: a great 4 Like you're guaranteed double digits, I reckon. And he's definitely he's got to be a bit more of the passing work at the moment than Antonio Gibson, so definitely keeps him in the game and very fantasy relevant. Uh, we still have buys week, Mark, and you know we know that the uh, the running back depth is not great on the waiver.
1: It's not great if he's out. He's actually out there a bit. You talked about him. So I reckon uh, go out there and pick him up. And I'm not. Uh, we love our betting down in Australia. And I wouldn't say to anyone, put your money on. But I reckon the Washington team's a good chance this week against Detroit. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Second guy for you, Mark.
1: So it depends who plays. If it's Mixon, start him. Otherwise, Giovanni Bernard is the man. He's got, he has got averages 21.7 fantasy points without Mixon. That's huge. 21 points. You might feel that gap that we had this week. And uh, Pittsburgh, they're not the stout run defense that we thought. They've given up 300 yards to running backs in the last two weeks. They've lost their big nose tackle, and uh, it's going to be a good shootout match here, I reckon, and one I think Bernard is a great start.
0: All right, and the last guy we've got for this week uh Gus Edwards running back at the Baltimore Ravens. He's only 36% rostered. I've got out of my way to make sure some of my guys this week are definitely on the waivers. And I know we do that every week. we want to make sure we're giving you real options here. So uh, he's out there on a lot of waivers. Um, he has a touchdown for each of the last three weeks. So he's been involved in the games. No crazy scores but we are giving you good running back options here that you can play this week. And he faces the Pats this week who are tied with Green Bay for the most rushing touchdowns surrendered to RBs with six on the year so far. So there is a good chance that he'll score and, Lamar Jackson just uh, not really setting light on fo- the world on fire at the moment, and uh, Gus Edwards getting a little bit more involved than you would expect. They're running plays. They're
1: running the amount of running plays they run is crazy. They're just a clear run first team. Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown can't get involved at all, and Gus the bus is a good shot this week to uh, get double digit points.
0: Yeah, look, don't hate that at all, Mark, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, we—you just touched on a guy there, Marquise Brown. You'd be—I mean, I think you drafted Marquise Brown. You'd be a little bit dis, uh, disappointed this year with his season.
1: Yeah, especially he started alright. Like he looked like he might deliver on the promise, but this—the Ravens just run, run, run. They just seriously do not throw many, and then when they do throw, they're so efficient and they just get it to you know the five different receivers they've got there.
0: All right, Mark, who are you going with for this week?
1: Mate, you've, uh, you've sold me on old Gus. I like the fact that he's on the waiver wires, he's a bit of a wild card, and uh, Baltimore just going to keep running.
0: All right, well, um, let, me give, uh, let me give J.D. McKissick a bit of a roll, and um, we'll see how he goes for Washington. And Joel,
1: uh, as we go into wide receivers, do you like to go with a ceiling guy, or do you like to go with a constant
0: four? I mean, it's, uh, it always depends on the makeup of your team, right? You do need a balance of both. Um, you can't be all boom guys. If, uh, if you've got the opportunity to play some guys with decent floors, then you do need to do that. But, uh, you know, I suppose if I look at even my, my running back core is always kind of built around that kind of concept of, you know, having Dalvin Cook, who's got a great floor, and then Josh Jacobs is a boom or bust play in, in some weeks. And, you know, his floor is probably a little bit higher than some other running backs, but if he has a really good game, it's a really good game. But the majority of Josh Jacobs' games kind of come in the, the low to mid-teens. So it's kind of balanced you've got you to gotta plan out throughout the year and it can be hard at running back, can't it? It's going to be real tough this year and
1: I don't know who much is out there, but someone who I know is a massive boom is who got me the points last week on the wide receiver is Fuller. He's having a sensational year, and he's proved that he's fit. He might get paid this year, and he got 18.5 points, and you went with your boy Claypool.
0: Who had a still an all-right game, put up 11.3 on the, uh, on the game, and we also had uh, Marvin Jones Jr. put up 11.8, so some good options last week. Got to at least get him into the double digits, don't we, Mark? 100%, got to help the listeners out there. Um, so the first guy I have this week uh speaking of double digits is Emmanuel Sanders um at New Orleans. He has not scored below 11.8 in the games that he's played since week 2. He's missed two games with injury, but uh you know over the last two weeks we've also um we've seen from the 49ers defense who he is playing this week, they've surrendered the most points and receiving touchdowns to wide receivers. He got a uh a touchdown last week, even with Michael Thomas returning. So um, should be enough to go around there um, against a, a defense that is a little bit depleted and leaking points at the moment.
1: I love this, Joel. I uh, might have him on my waivers today. When you look at his season stats, he's actually had a pretty good uh, year. Emmanuel, like you said, obviously 11.8. And hearing that about the 49ers, listeners can't go wrong.
0: Not at all. Your first guy, Mark.
1: Mate, a guy I've got who's been up and down, Devontae Parker. So uh thought he might be a bit more consistent, but the good thing was that last week he got 24% of Tua's throws when Preston Williams was out. So it looks like Williams will be out again and Parker's the man. So the Chargers average almost a touchdown a game and 161 yards wide receivers. So they're not that good. And I uh, expect it to be a shootout. Herbert versus Tua, and I reckon Parker's going to get that percentage of throws and get at least 7 uh,
0: catches and double-digit points. That is a, um, that's a great matchup to watch this week, Mark. I love watching Herbert play, and I think now that um, you know, Tua had a good week as well, and that's, um, that's exciting for him. So, you know, that's a matchup of the young'uns, and we like that, don't we? That Dolphins team could be playoff bound. Like, this is a big
1: game for them. If they beat Arizona, beat the Chargers, they're obviously going to beat the Jets and the Pats again. They're on their way to a potentially uh, wildcard. Well, yeah, wild card
0: season. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, second guy I've got is Curtis Samuel. Um, we've spoken about him on the podcast quite a bit over um, the episodes that I've done with Corrib and you in the last few weeks. And uh, Samuel has had double-digit fantasy points in three consecutive games now, including his two pass games of near 20 points per game. Now, Matt Rule has found some creative ways to get him involved as well. He's, you know, running out of the backfield. He's part runner, part receiver. And, uh, you know, a much better matchup than just a pure running back this week. And we know he's playing Tampa Bay, and that's a pretty good run defense. But he offers a bit more uh, than what a running back does in that game. And I think, uh, you know, he could be a good option this week for you. Something a little bit different that uh, maybe Tampa Bay hasn't had to contend with so far this year.
1: DJ Moore fans are going, Joe, no. Like, Curtis Samuel is obviously taking all his targets. He had nine catches last
0: week. Like, nine. That's a lot of volume. You know, I mean, it's it's interesting. DJ Moore would have been uh, definitely the first wide receiver picked up at the Panthers this year, and he's almost finding himself now behind... Firstly, found himself behind Robbie Anderson, and now finding him almost, you know, coming down to the Curtis Samuel level as well now. So... Uh, even though, you know, Samuel had a really good game last week and Robbie Anderson still managed to put up double digits last week. So it seems like they're the two favoured targets at the Panthers at the moment.
1: And if CMC isn't playing, pick up Samuel and play him as a boom because he's definitely going to have a big week again.
0: 100%. What you, you've What got an interesting one for your next one, Mark. I'm not sure on this one. Made uh, a
1: guy you think that would just be there from the start of the season. Like, at first, you know, probably would have gone third or fourth round. DJ Chark but he's had a horrible season. But he had 24.10 points last week. He got 12 targets. They've got their new QB2. He looks like a favorite, a bit of chemistry. They're up against that Packers D. You mentioned that before. They're just not that good, and um, or as good as perhaps what we think they are. So I reckon there's some room to move here, and Chark's got the volume there. I reckon it's a great PPR play.
0: Ooh, it's a big one for me. I don't know. I um That Green Bay... Defense is not good against the run, but their secondary is not bad, and they do have, I think, one of their their main secondary guys on a bit of a an injury list, and that's not going to pop up in many fantasy um notifications. So maybe just keep an eye on um, the health of that secondary at Green Bay, and I felt this is a bit of I think this is a risky pick.
1: Yeah, but if he gets twelve targets against they're going to be behind, they're going to throw. He gets twelve targets. He showed last week he's going to capitalize. And uh, I guess if you're a Chark fan, you're hoping he's back. And if you're one game off the playoffs, it's worth a boom.
0: He had a good he had a good week this past week, so I can't argue with that.
1: Well, mate, I've got to have to put my money where my mouth is. Then I'm going to have to go DJ uh, up against the Packers
0: and see how he goes. Oh, Mark, you're going to back him in this week. You're actually going to pick him.
1: I'm backing him in. I'm going to put my money in where my mouth is. I'm not going to give out tips if I'm not going to back him in. And uh, I'm telling you, I've got a good feeling. It's going to be a throwout game. He's
0: going to get ten to twelve targets, and DJ Chark is going to make the most of it. Okay, well, I'm leading you five to three on the year so far, and I'm going to put my pick this week on Curtis Samuel uh, to continue the good uh, the good work that he's been doing at the Panthers.
1: I love it. Couple of boom plays, Joel. This is what we want to see. That's
0: it. Could be twenty. Could be four. Bring it on.
1: Exactly. Quarterbacks. Put our money where my mouth sir. mate. Quarterbacks, talk about boom player. You picked it last week with Drew Locke,
0: 30 points. Best game of his career. I have to see they just started, but <laughs> I mean, you did pretty well as well. Cam Newton put up 24.56 points. We also gave you Aaron Rodgers, who uh, a lot of people have benched and you know, started on the uh, waivers in our league, uh, 28.9 last week. Uh, Derek Carr. Only 14 points on the week, but uh, 3 out of 4 ain't bad.
1: Definitely, you take that every day of the week, and Drew Locke, do you see his running touchdown? Just will themselves that line.
0: They've really found a little bit of momentum Denver has as a as a team over the last month, um, and maybe living up to a bit of that potential that they were you know, touted to have at the start of the year. You just kind of wonder what they could have done if Cortland Sutton was in the team.
1: Yeah, and if Drew Locke stays healthy next year and Noah Fant, there could be something, and I reckon Cam, I don't know about him. He's like Tim Tebow to me. He gets the job done, but it's not impressive at all. You can't build your team on him, I just feel like. I don't know why. Like, he's doing it, but. win ugly, Mark. Yeah, not turning me on, mate.
0: (laughs) Um, Who have you got first up?
1: Mate, first up, I'm not going to overcomplicate it. Carson Wentz, QB6 on the year. He's got a lot of value. People are starting guys like Roger or Lamar. Just start Wentz. Don't get it complicated. He got 28.76 points when he played New York. The Giants are actually playing pretty well, so I think this game's gonna be a lot closer than they think. He's averaging 353 intended air yards. He'll throw it. He'll do it with his legs. Let's not overcomplicate it. Wentz is a safe play this week.
0: Yes, you don't mind that against the Giants. Uh, first guy I've got is Tua. He's uh he's got a few good lineups on the horizon now. He's uh his next three weeks are looking quite delightful for fantasy owners, starting this week with the Chargers. Uh, no opposing QB has scored fewer than two total touchdowns on the game against the Chargers this uh this year in the last five straight games. So we can expect Tua to at least get a couple of touchdowns. Maybe he'll even rush one in. In addition, the Chargers defense has come up with only three interceptions in that time span. So it could be a, a good start, a good confidence builder here for tour. It's tour time, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean we were saying that and then the first week he came out and scored five points. So we turned it back and maybe this is now this is now the initiation of tour time.
1: It's building though. Started slowly, did alright last week. If he has a big game this week, cool those Miami fans will be buying those jerseys. Indeed. Now you've got a, you've got
0: a guy who who should be doing better this year, Mark.
1: Well, number one pick, Jared Goff. Uh, they've obviously put a lot of money into him, but mate, this again, don't overcomplicate it. He's playing Seattle. Yeah. You don't to say
0: it. That's the fucking Seattle sign going right off. Definitely start that quarterback.
1: You have to. Like jo- Josh Allen just showed that you just
0: throw against them and you win. He just dominated them last week. Start Goff, start cup. Start Woods. You could probably even play the the third stringer there at the Rams. Start all their tight ends. Start them all. <laughs> Those games have been ridiculous. That's why we love the Seahawks, isn't it? Yeah, let Russ cook. All right. Last guy. It's a uh, it's a repeat one. Well, might as well double down on last week. Drew Locke, fresh off his best game of the year, 30.22. Locke still available on the majority of waiver wires out there. Uh, if you're lacking at QB, then... Uh, I'd be starting him, to be honest. Like, if you're starting Lamar, you may as well start Drew Locke at this point. And uh, Locke's in a really good position to back up a performance this week. He's got a match against the Raiders. The Raiders, get this, Mark, the Raiders have allowed an average of 29.1 to opposing QBs in four of their last five games. Is that not a ridiculous stat? Crazy. Do they even have a defense? No, but, you know, we like that. We like seeing scoring games, don't we?
1: We sure do, Joel, that's for sure. Who are you going to go with? Uh, Mate, before I pick, also just to anyone out there, we've said it all season, pick one of these guys. Like, if you're in a game and you need to win, don't just keep playing someone who's got a big name, like a Rodgers or whatnot. Like, look who's out there and who's got the opportunities because I'm picking Drew Locke. He got 30.22 last week. He's up against the Raiders. They hate each other. He's going to do well. And these are the type of points that you're missing out on. Ooh,
0: I really wanted to double down on Locke. Um, I could go. Well... Let me go with Goff. We'll flip it. You go, Lock. I'll go Goff. I've got you three to two on the uh, on the category so far this year. See if we can even it up or extend the lead. That was my category at the start. I've just really failed, and uh,
1: another one I'm failing at is tight ends. It's bare out there on the waivers for our tight ends. But last week, Joel, I had uh, Logan Thomas who got four point three, and uh, you had Darren Fells who had three point six. But uh,
0: at least we it's pretty barren in the tight end landscape, isn't it, Mark? It is a. Uh, I think we've almost set the bar at the ten point minimum too high. Should uh, should
1: drop it to almost eight, like a defense, because they're just not scoring, are they?
0: Right, Ebron was the uh, best one we gave you of the week at nine point seven. And um, yeah, few guys to give you this week. I'll uh, let me kick it off with Austin Hooper and. He's set to return to the Browns after uh, two games out. I think he had appendicitis or something like that. Um, A bit of an unfortunate uh, ailment together halfway through the season. With OBJ done for the season, he's a good start against Houston, who have surrendered the second most fantasy points to tight ends over the last couple of weeks. Uh, We'll see if the Browns are keen to exploit that.
1: Got to be a big week for Hooper, like, we saw how good the Jag second string QB was. He was throwing bombs to Chark. So surely Hoop is going to come back with no appendix, pe- no appendix, and just uh, run some silly routes.
0: Indeed. Who's your first guy?
1: Man, the guy found himself on the waivers in our league, and you actually picked him up. I picked him up in my other league on the waivers too. So some frustrated owners. Hopefully, you kept him there because Evan Ingram. I think the corner has turned. He's uh, actually top five tight end for targets. He got 7.9 when he played Philly last year and he's 0.5 off from getting two straight games of double digit points. So he's a lot of value there. Pick him up if he's in your um, league. The Giants are trying to get him involved in everything. And uh, I think he continues it.
0: He's much maligned, isn't he, as a Giants uh, supporter, Mike?
1: Uh Well, it's his breakout year. He just looked like he was going to be the next great hope. You get rid of OBJ. You want Ingram to be the star on offense, the spark. And... Uh, hasn't probably delivered.
0: No. Uh, Another tight end, uh, Eric Ebron. We mentioned him last week, he put up 9.7. He's finally found some form. He's had a last couple of weeks getting a touchdown in each game. It's a plus matchup this week against Cincinnati. They've allowed the second most fantasy points to tight ends. Um, And you know, the six touchdowns that they've given up to tight ends this year have all come in the last five weeks. So nice tasty matchup there for Ebron who um, is on quite a lot of waivers, only uh, rostered on 65% of leagues uh, across all leagues this at the moment. So might be a good pickup.
1: Almost should be called the uh, Ebron, Ebron segment because the tight end every week, he comes up there. So someone please pick him up because he's getting the points and we keep going back to him. And uh, the other thing with Cincy is I've got a conspiracy theory, Joel. Mm-hmm. Uh Stuffing up on D just so they can let Burrow throw because
0: he's averaging 40 throws a game. That's insane. It's pretty solid, isn't it? You, um, I mean, it's a bit of hope there as a Bengals fan, isn't it? Jeez, I'd almost hope that our boy Drew uh, Sample got a few more <laughs> targets. Oh, bring out the Sample
1: platter. <laughs> <laughs> 40 throws, you getting nothing. That's a bit stiff, but uh, what can you do? Last one to round us out, Mark. Uh, the little kittle from Green Bay, Tonyan. So the Jags have given up almost 60 yards and four recept- receptions per game. And uh, that's good. I think Tonyan's going to dominate again with Lazard out, with a lizard going. So uh, for me, he's a tight end one, tight end two this week. Low end tight end one, uh, tight end two this week. So he's a pretty solid play. How are you going with, Mark? Mate, I'm going to back... Uh, My boy, Austin Hooper. I'm actually going to start him in my league over uh, Mark Andrews. So I've had enough. I'm off Baltimore and I've picked up Hooper off the waivers. So I may as well uh,
0: back him up here. All right. I'm going to go with with Eric Ebron this week against Cincinnati. Nice. Defenses, Mark. Last week, uh, I had the Pats. They put up three. You had the Texans. They put up four. The best one we gave you was the Giants, um, which was a game we didn't want to touch. 13 points. Uh, I've got a 3-1 lead over you in the uh, defenses this year. And uh, you know what? I am going to lead here with the first one being the Giants again this week. And Mark, it almost seems like you're unwilling to suggest and pick your own team. It's a decent matchup with Philly. They've scored 11 plus points in three of their last five games and the Eagles allow the most sacks in football, 32 on the year, as well as tossing the most interceptions with 12. You're a little bit gun shy on the Giants defense, Mark.
1: I just don't want to jinx them. uh, (laughs) Every single week, I'm just shocked at how they're backing it up. Martinez has been awesome as our new linebacker and uh, yeah, they're getting some great plays.
0: Okay, who have you got first up?
1: Well, vice versa, we're doubling up on the game. So Philly, they scored 20 points against Dallas and then nine against New York. They're pretty scary up front with uh, Graham obviously leading them there. And it's a good matchup against the Giants. Danny D just had his first game without a turnover all season, so uh, probably unlikely to back it up two in a row. So Philly could be a good uh, streaming option.
0: Okay, uh, the second one I've got is Washington. Uh, their D-line's a bit of a force. It's definitely a strong part of their defense. And I think uh, if you look at the Detroit offense who they're playing this week, if Goloday misses this week, that Detroit offense is not really much better than the Washington one. So it's a really good matchup against a banged-up offense in Detroit.
1: When you're talking about Danny Amendola as a weapon on your offense, I think you know that you're, uh, you're not doing too well. It's a concern. Huge concern. And, mate, you told, talked about injuries before, so I'm hope a cornerback. So I'm hoping that the uh, studs play for the Packers because that's who I think could be a good streaming option.
0: Okay. Sell me on the Packers.
1: Well, they got two turnovers against Mullins last week. It's the 49ers. They also got a sack. They're playing the Jags, was so another second-string quarterback. So hopefully they'll take in that same attitude. They'll bring in the pressure and force a few turnovers, and there could be a sneaky chance to get uh, eight points.
0: Okay, all right. Well, look, there's the four for this week. Mark, are we finally going to go head-to-head on a game? Is this, is this the week we go the Giants and Philly each way?
1: Well, I think we should, and uh, I've got to back my boys in. I haven't backed them in all year. They looked pretty good. They got the takeaways last week, so they're going to do it again, and we could almost be divisional leaders by the end of this round.
0: <laughs> oh, God, that pains me because I really don't want to pick Philly. But, um, all right, let's go head-to-head on Philly, and um, we'll see how that game pans out.
1: i got to admit, Joel, I've, uh, I've been working a few extra hours this week. I'm taking Monday off for some great games this week that could shape the season. There's a few teams that start out well, like Tampa and whatnot, who if they lose again, or Arizona, this could be uh, a close end to the season. What's your game of the week, Mark? Joel, the game I like is the Thursday night game, Finally. Roger's listened to us. He's given us something to watch. Colts versus uh, the Titans. Henry and that offense versus the Colts, D. It's going to be uh, fascinating.
0: Great. I am really looking forward to the Cardinals playing the Bills. Josh Allen, Kyla Murray, what more could you ask for? Um, That'll be quite uh, an entertaining game. And I think the Bills have finally found their form that they had earlier in the season after three pretty average weeks. Uh, josh allen has returned to form and uh, with it the bills as well Um, a couple other good games we mentioned the the tour versus herbert matchup with the uh, dolphins and the Chargers will be a good one and probably the rams and the seahawks too that's a huge game
1: for the division because uh seahawks can drop to five and three or six and three if they uh they don't win that once it's a big one and uh, just on the herbert one can they win a
0: game what's going on there Oh it's stiff isn't it like uh it's the kind of stuff that ruins careers at the end of the day but he's been a great quarterback and they just cannot get the job done and uh talking to uh, a good mate of mine a great mate of mine in chippy the other the other day and we were talking about you know when when Russell Wilson first comes in and sets the league on fire those are the games he won you know his receivers found a way to catch those balls win those games and that's what it takes, a bit of momentum.
1: Once he gets one, or I think next year, he might come in and just boom and destroy us all. But God, you feel unlucky for him. And it's tough to watch with a young guy like him. But then on the flip
0: side with Bat Ryan, I uh, don't mind him losing a few games. <laughs> all right, Mark. Well, look, that'll do us for this week. Until next week, enjoy the football that uh, the football gods serve us up.
1: May they all be with everyone.